0: Hey, this is Luke Morvan, and you're listening to Not Good with Matt Rashavi. I suggested they call it Not Tan with Matt Rashavi, but they shot it down. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast that critics around the nation, I was gonna say world, but come on, people around the world aren't listening. Um, people around the nation are saying, I'm just gonna tell you I listen, so then you'll stop asking me about it. Well, all right, the reviews are in. <laughs> uh, yeah, welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Um I was gonna do checking in, but you know what? Let's do. Let's go right into some comic books. Let's do some quick comic books for the week. Um, I'm reading a lot of good stuff. Um, being back in California, um, picked up a bunch of new books and uh, actually started revisiting some old ones too that I hadn't gotten around to. Like one series that I've been following is Firepower, which is this Robert Kirkman series. Robert Kirkman did Walking Dead. Um, and I was talking about it on, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but one of the podcasts about, I like how interactive he is with his fans and he has this whole back matter section of the comic book, which is just letters that people write in, talk about what they like about the book, what they don't like. And he prints all that stuff. And, uh, firepower is really good, uh, really good action Comic book, and the first one was a lot of exposition, kind of getting fans up to date. There was a book that they did before the series, um, um, kind of about this martial arts expert that then goes into hiding, and now this is him years later. Um, and you see a ninja assassin at the end of book one, um, hiding in the in the top part of his room, like in the corner of the walls, and in the second issue um it's like the first 10 pages are all action so there's no dialogue no word bubbles and which is cool but like you can whip through those comics quick and he was talking about in that letters section that he already knows he's going to get a lot of flack for that because people are going to be like oh it's too too short of a comic book uh but it's just funny seeing him interact with that he can already tell what people are going to be upset about so that's kind of uh i don't know it's just a funny little quirk that I like about that. But pretty good so far. Um, They've already got, I mean, they've got like 16 issues out, but I'm just starting to read and get into that one. Um, Also, The Last Ronin, which is about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and it's about one, it's post-apocalyptic times. Post-apocalyptic times. Take five. (laughs) Um, And there's one turtle left, and he's out trying to get revenge for, uh, you know, the death of his fellow turtles turtle brethren. Um, and so, you know, the first issue, he, you can't really tell the color of, you know, and that's one of the big things that you could always tell the difference from one turtle to another is the color of what they're wearing. And so, um, at the end of the issue, it's clear somebody says that that last turtle is Michelangelo you're like ah and so you're kind of on this revenge quest with him um really good there's four issues so far uh doing the fifth one coming out soon but really really solid check those out all right let's talk movies uh what are you guys watching this week that you're loving um or hating uh this week i've seen a bunch of good stuff um so let's let's go down the list Uh, first off a classic like i love so i usually talk about shutter and horror movies a lot and what shutter's done is uh they put all the old Frankenstein movies um, and they put The Mummy, um, put some of these classics on Shudder, which is great. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of people have seen them a million times. I have, too. But it's it's so great to revisit those and have those on demand like that. Like I've, I own copies of them, but it's uh, but it's still cool. I watched the first uh, Frankenstein last night and it was just like it's such a great movie just to throw on. Um, in the background or whenever. Um, and interesting to see a movie that stands the test of time like that. Like, like just a massive amount of time. Like, what was the first Frankenstein, the date of that? Um, let's see. Because it's got to be 100 years, at least, right? Um, getting close, 31. So it's almost 100 years... Old. That's crazy. Um, yeah, 1931. Uh, and you watch it, and it's like you know, yeah, obviously, it's uh, there's some things that don't hold up, but for the most part, it is a thousand percent super still watchable. Um, I also saw, you know, I watched Nightmare Alley for a second time on HBO Max, and love that movie. I love that it's up for some Academy Awards too. Um, Guillermo. Guillermo del Toro, Guillermo, Guillermo, um, how many times can I butcher that name, um, but great movie, and uh, um, yeah, I watched uh, Nightmare Alley for the second time on HBO Max and loved it. Again, I'm so pumped that it's up for some Academy Awards, uh, such a solid movie, so in honor of that this week, I watched his first movie, which I'd never seen, which is Chronos. Um, and that is a solid, solid movie, solid horror movie, um, about this device that's got a little tiny bug, like cockroach in it. And if it attaches to your skin, you get the, the, the bug feasts off your blood. So it's like a vampire story, but then you get eternal life. So it's kind of a yin and a yang as well. You know, would you do it? Uh, no, I wouldn't do it. But, um, it's a uh, really good Ron Perlman, like super young Ron Perlman as the main villain. Uh, definitely check that one out. That's on HBO Max as well. So you can do a double feature of Nightmare Alley and Kronos. Um, also, what I just saw was Kimmy, which is Steven Soderbergh directed and Zoe Kravitz stars. Uh, this is a really good, tight, entertaining thriller. 90 minutes. Um, excellent flick. It's about Zoe Kravitz, who in the wake of, you know, and during the COVID pandemic, um, it is, see, you can't avoid it. It's in, it's in our movies, um, but it is, she plays a character who's so affected by it. Like it's really like, she just is a shut in. She stays inside um, and she works from home and she's, uh she's one of these, um, she's one of these people that listens to. Basically, Kimmy is like a Siri. And so Kimmy is this uh, you know, people will go, you know, Kimmy, play Christina Aguilera. And then, you know, it's it's that whole thing. You get it. But uh what she does is she's uh, an engineer and works for this company that she'll listen to anytime that there's a you know a mix-up or a mess up on on if someone if Kimmy doesn't understand what somebody's saying. Those errors get sent to her and then she fixes them um, and kind of writes in like if uh, if somebody uses a slang and Kimmy can't pick up on it, they'll she'll see that error and be able to fix it. So then in the future, Kimmy will know what that person or any person using that slang is talking about. Uh, But she while doing her job, she comes across an audio stream that has um, a murder on it. And so then it becomes this murder thriller uh, where she's trying to find you know report this and then hopefully um, you know the killers will will get their just desserts. Uh, really good, I thought it was awesome up until the end, and I still think the ending is good. But it's like it's one of those ones that that movie could have gone on longer. And I think like it's cool that they made it ninety minutes, you know, short and sweet. But. I felt like it just ended too abruptly for me, but I definitely could have used a little more. It was like going super, super fast and then just stopped. But uh, but i still give that a good. So check out Kimmy, Kronos, Frankenstein, Nightmare Alley. Boston. All right. From there, we'll do a little entertainment news. Uh, this was interesting. Um, so you know, there's always reboots. That's always going to happen. Well, you know, never. That'll never end because there's always, you know, things will be rebooted, and that's what usually that familiarity is what creates success. So people will, you know, kind of go on to that um, and the nostalgia. And but this one that was announced that uh, that Fox just bought the rights to Gumby. Um, and everybody around the world said in unison, "What's a gumby?" Um, if you're not familiar with it, it's uh, it's this green how do you describe a gumby uh, but you, you know look it up you can see um it's gumby he's he's iconic and uh, but I feel like the younger generation doesn't know him so this will probably rectify that but this big 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 chunk of green clay <laughs> with red eyes and a yellow smile um that's gumby uh, but uh, but yeah so it was announced that fox bought the rights for for him and so they're planning to do a few things with them which is one is, Um, a new animated series, which that could be good. And it sounds like, you know, they kept mentioning, you know, that it's uh, Bonto Box, the Fox owned studio that co-produces Bob's Burgers and Great North. So if it's in the style of those shows, like Bob's Burgers or the Great North and it's kind of a funny, um, you know, a little edgy show, like then I'm I'm totally on board. Uh, The next one is that they're going to do a live action original content for that, which is, that's a little... Interesting. I wonder <laughs> where that's going to be. Uh, and then the last one that they want to do with it is Fox is planning to do some kind of Gumby NFT. So there you go. If you want to, if you're a big NFT fan, you can own a little piece of the Gumbies. Um, also, this was announced. Futurama is coming back. Hulu announced this um, and retweeted about it uh, all you know a couple weeks ago. And it made some big news. But um that's pretty cool. They've tried rebooting that and you know, a few times. And I was always a big Futurama fan. So um I'll I'll definitely check out this new one too, because they had it on, you know, Fox originally, then they did Comedy Central, and now it's gonna be on Hulu. And it sounds like pretty much the whole cast, except for John DiMaggio is not um been officially signed up yet, which I can't imagine that he wouldn't be. He was the voice of Bender, and I feel like if you change that voice, in my opinion, you have a vastly different show. But, uh, but listen, who am I? Um, also, uh, in some Oscar news, Seth Rogen came out and said that, uh, you know, he discussed a bunch of things, but when he talked about um, Oscars and kind of the declining ratings, he said that uh, people just simply, they just don't care. About the Oscars, and he says, "I don't get why you know movie people care so much. If other people care, what awards we give ourselves? To me, people just don't care. I don't care who wins the Automobile Awards. No other industry expects anyone to care about what awards they shower upon themselves. Maybe people just don't care. Maybe they did for a while and then they stopped caring. Well, there you go. Do you care about the Academy Awards? I'm a huge, hardcore movie fan, and even I don't." Uh, I haven't watched the last couple Academy Awards. I just kind of skim the you know the highlights. but uh, I don't know. I'll probably I ju- I like to jump in every once in a while and just like watch a little bit of it. but I think the last one that I fully watched from start to finish was probably three years ago, but I don't know. maybe this year I'll give it a, give it another shot. Now we'll go to some random news, so random news of the week. This is an old story, but one that I never reported on and was like, why did I never report on this? You know, we love puns on the show. We love wacky wordplay, right? <laughs> so this seems to go perfect with that. There was a contest in Minnesota. Um, the Minnesota Department of Transportation put out a call for residents to vote for their favorite nicknames for eight new bright orange snowplows that joined the fleet. Um, and that was name a Snowpile contest was the name of that. So all these people, you know, submitted and a bunch of great names got picked. And so eight of the new ones got picked. We had number eight was Edward blizzard hands. Seven is no more Mr. Ice guy. (laughs) It's hard not to think of the Schwarzenegger, uh, ice puns from Batman and Robin. Ice to see you. Um, Blizzard of Oz was number six. Number five was Scoop Dog. That one's good. Uh, Number four was Plowasaurus Rex. Uh, Number three was The Big Laplowski. (laughs) That was pretty awesome. (laughs) I don't know how that one... uh, I mean, number three is pretty high, but I feel like that could have... That should have gotten maybe a little higher. I don't know. Who am I? Uh, Number two was Control Salt Delete. (laughs) And number one, which is, I think, totally deserved... And uh, in honor of um, one of our fallen fallen greats, this one's called the Betty Whiteout. Betty Whiteout. So there you go. Those are the eight new plows that are going to be hitting the streets of uh, Minneapolis. um yeah, let's see what else. Oh, this one was actually uh, a random, weird story that I feel like could be the making of some kind of crime movie. There just seems to be more to this story than what they've released. But a Texas woman was rescued after floating on Lake Texoma on an air mattress. Um, Pretty bizarre story. But basically, um, there was a train conductor and a train engineer, and they're on their route. And they're going along, and they come across a woman flailing her arms and screaming for help holding onto an air mattress. Uh, She told them that she'd been on it for two days in Lake Texoma in the freezing weather. That is insane. That would be so cold. And she did have hypothermia um, and wasn't on the water at the time. She was literally laying on the ground waving one arm um, and saying that she was asking for help. And uh, they knew that she was hurt and that they needed help. So that's interesting. She had no recollection of time and said she'd been there two days hiding. And uh, and so that's that's the first warning flag is the hiding. What were you hiding from? Um, she said that she started at a ranger station and then floated two miles on the air mattress by herself. Um, and so there you go. Uh, but the things that you know don't always add up was that she said that she started... The weird part about this was... I mean, it's all... Super weird. And she did, yeah, it says that she had hypothermia, and they took her to a hospital to be treated, and she's expected to survive. Um, And, oh, so she said that uh, she had a boat, and some of her stuff started drifting away. So she tried to catch it, and before she knew it, she was on top of the air mattress, and she was adrift. And there was nothing she could do, and then she ended up by the rocks. But she said that she started with a man at the lake, and he was able to get to shore and get to a house to stay warm, um, and so it's unclear about when they got separated and if you know if and when he called for help. Um, so yeah, it seems like a bizarre episode of Fargo <laughs> that's going to be coming out soon. Uh, so crazy. Stay, stay off those air mattresses, all right? This is your public service announcement. All right, TV shows. Let's get into it. Uh, this are some of the shows that I'm watching this week that I'm enjoying. One of them being, so The Peacemaker just, you know, wrapped up its uh, first season. I thought that it was really solid. I'm a big fan of that show. Um, and, you know, obviously there's going to be parts of the show that you don't like, parts that you do like, but it was funny getting into some of these kind of nerd debates um, at my local comic book shop. <laughs> there's uh, like one guy, he did strongly dislikes the show because he said he's not an 80s fan and um that meaning the soundtrack is all 80s glam metal so if you don't like that um it i could see how that would be irritating and aggravating um because it's everywhere and peacemaker is such a huge he even says it he declares that he's this 80s hair metal fan so so many needle drops and uh, sound cues from from 80s hair metal but I, I love that and it's so funny growing up my sister would listen to a lot of that um, and so I have like uh, bullet boys and pretty boy Floyd like on uh, one of the most recent episodes they the credits ending th- song is a pretty boy Floyd song which is uh, to me I loved and I was like yeah pretty boy Floyd um, but uh, yeah some people would be like how do you know that like listen It's in my DNA. What can I say? Um, But yeah, I don't know. I see some of the criticism that people have with the show. Like uh, one reviewer from the New York Times uh, said that uh, he doesn't like it because the joke structure is so similar. Where basically, you know, it's uh, the Peacemaker says something super offensive and then two of the other characters... um, call him out on it and then he doubles down on that which is a way to get like in this PC you know times it's it is an interesting way to bypass it you're basically still getting away with you know the awful joke but then you're just having somebody comment on it and saying that it's wrong (laughs) so it's kind of this like yin and yang as well um with that but uh but It's, you know, if you're watching the episode back to back to back, I could see how you're like, oh yeah, that's the same joke structure every single time. But to me, I feel like, you know, if you're watching it on a weekly basis, it's, it didn't, you know, stick out to me as much, but, uh, but it is, it's, it's definitely, you know, it, it pushes you to hate your, your hero. You know, he's an unlikable guy in a lot of ways. He says horrible things. I mean, he broke up like a relationship, like a marriage. Um, spoiler alert. But uh, yeah. And it's it's just a challenge to like him. <laughs> Especially because, uh, spoiler alert, killing Rick Flagg at the end of uh, The Suicide Squad. Um, but there you go. So I've been watching that. Uh, Smiling Friends. Clark talked about it on a recent podcast a couple weeks ago. Um, and I'm four episodes in, and I, I got to say Clark's right you know not a lot of times I can say Clark was right no that's not true he's right most of the time and he was on that show so check that out that's a bizarre animated show and that's on HBO Max as well so there you go um and then I picked up Goliath again Billy Bob Thornton um that guy can seriously just recite gibberish and it would be the most fascinating and enthralling thing uh there you go that's some uh good tv to check out this week Finally, we're going to do some advice. If you have any advice, questions, or comments, please feel free to reach out at notgoodwithmat@gmail.com. at gmail.com uh, So, not good advice this week. This one um, this one hits close to home. Um, a woman writes in and says that uh, her husband's snoring is so loud, it's rattled their entire marriage. It's so loud, it's keeping her awake at night and um, and it seems like it's just, just like a, a separate entity. She says, um, and that it gives him consciousness even while he's asleep. Um, yeah, this one hits close to home. I, I've, I had heard that I was a bad snorer for the longest time. I was like, no, come on, you know, because you don't obviously you don't experience it yourself because you're sleeping. And then uh, uh, a f- couple friends like uh, filmed me while, yeah, that sounds creepy. That's as creepy as it sounds, uh, filmed me while sleeping and then, um, played it for me. And it is, it was frightening how loud and how, yeah, uncomfortable I was snoring. Um, and I was like, okay, yeah, I would never believe it before, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's horrifying. Um, but, um, yeah, wants to know kind of what to do. There's a lot of work, workarounds for this that, uh, um, you know, people can do like, you know, sometimes you can do, you know, try the earplugs and see if that helps. Um, But if you're uncomfortable with putting those in and you don't get used to it, sometimes a lot of people say they get used to it at a certain point. But if you can't, I mean, even the workarounds of like separate rooms um, is fine. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, To me, I know some people have said like, oh, well that seems like so loveless. And I don't think so. I think it's more, you have so much love for you wanting to have and make sure that your partner gets a great night's sleep that you're going to go sleep in the other room. To me, it seems like more of a thoughtful gesture than having to suffer through that just to lay next to somebody. So yeah, there's a lot of workarounds. It's not the uh, end of a marriage in my opinion. Um, Let's see. Um, Oh, okay. So this couple, uh, a man is always insisting on splitting bills and the couple had always started off doing that. They're married um, and they always said, you know, let's, let's split every bill that we do 50, 50, uh, go out to dinner 50, 50. Um, But now the the guy is making triple what his spouse is making. And I guess he just, uh, the spouse had a massive pay cut. And um he's saying that his spouse is still making him want to pay fifty fifty um and wants to know is that right? What should he do? Well, I'm fully on board with this i think um I think the the spouse that had the massive pay cut should even treat sometimes, yeah um no, I think it's uh yeah, marriages for richer and poorer, you know so i I personally think he should. I mean, come on, what are you doing? You should uh, look past the 50-50 thing during this time. Like, uh, you're a team, you know what I mean? And and teammates don't just, you know, kick the other teammate when they're down. (laughs) And that's what it is. It's not on purpose you're kicking them when they're down, but that's what it could feel like, and I'm sure does feel like. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is the podcast for the week. Thanks for checking out another episode. Um, Special thanks again, of course, to Nalo and the Unis. Uh, Reach out if you'd like at notgoodwithmatt at Um, gmail.com. Ghost Hunters fans, obviously keep uh, checking out Discovery Plus every Saturday for brand new episodes. We'll see you guys in a week. I love you.